podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're thankful for the reasons it's the best part of the fall. The crossover of seasons, football and basketball. So grab yourself a pumpkin brew or beverage of your choice. All the best smelling wildcats are here with Bosco's voice. Oh, don't you know we're on a podcast with Bosco's voice? Thank you. Thank you very much. Giving. Boom. The boys are back and it is time for a Thursday live show. Hoping or Wednesday live show, excuse me, hoping to go the full hour this week after the complications that we had last week. Um, We were able to do. Holy crap. Uh, Hi, everyone. I have no idea what the hell just happened. Hi. Hi, everyone. My goodness. All right. We are here. I have no idea. What is happening? The the powers that be don't want this show to succeed. I have no idea why in the world. Uh, Can you guys hear me? Holy shit! I, I all right. I can't leave the app. Someone, if it hasn't gotten out on Twitter. If something, if can people like tweet it like crazy? I have no clue what is going on. All right, everyone, request if they want to come up here. We're going to talk K State sports. I can't leave the app. I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea. I don't. I, I have no idea if this is being recorded. I I don't know. Um, I absolutely hate it. I absolutely. I don't know what is going on. But that's okay. Uh, let's just get into it. Uh, enough of my filler bu- fil- filibuster. Filibuster. I can't even talk. Chef, what were your thoughts on that massive win versus Baylor? Let me tell you about that massive win versus Baylor. We were we were a little down in the dumps, you know. Texas came in, did their thing to us. They turned us into some Longhorns, and you know we couldn't put our horns down. But when we got to Waco. We put a foot in that ass, and I loved it. You know, from the very beginning, Adrian goes in, does a long drive. It kind of sputters out, but the defense makes up for us, gets a pick, for, and, you know, Kobe does it. He comes out a little injured on the other end, not on that play, but later. But, you know, the defense played phenomenal, very reminiscent of Oklahoma State. Everybody's getting a little bit healthier. Other than two major uh, people, you know, we're back on the mend and we're ready to go. So offense did their thing. Defense did their thing. It was a complete game. Definitely. Shout out to Manhattan Brewing Company. They have been sponsoring this show all football season long. I had a tasty IPA. That was the name of the beer. And it also was tasty. Next time you're in Manhattan, check them out. They have over 10 beers on tap, plus all sorts of beer to go in their four packs and crowlers. Let's go to Callie Mike. Callie Mike, who's gone viral like a million times uh, by getting his 100-plus crew at the K-State Cal game. We might talk about that at the end of the show. Callie Mike, uh, put a bow on that Baylor beat. Uh, Yeah, thanks, Scott. Um, It was just an excellent game, right? Like this is the time when you want your team to be putting a complete effort together like they did on Saturday. Um, I think we all had some nerves just because of past experience at Baylor. Uh, But, you know, it was just an incredible performance. And 
basically making them look like the chumps that they are. So I'm super excited. That's all I have to say. I love it. All right, let's go next to Aaron. But before we do, remember, we're also sponsored by Charlie Hustle. If you want the most comfortable and stylish officially licensed K-State gear, check out charliehustle.com to get today. Also, check out their store on the Country Club Plaza and select retailers in the city of Manhattan. Aaron, what are your thoughts on that Baylor beatdown? Yeah, really one of the most complete performances we've put together all season. Um, fully understand that we uh, took care of Oklahoma State earlier, uh, shutting them out 48 nothing. But all things considered, you know, Baylor was, was coming in on a roll, playing good football at home. To put them away like we did was, was really impressive. And then again, the Ben Senate game, can we please talk about this? He's really emerged as, as a weapon on offense. Will Howard's getting him the ball. It's just another weapon that we can add uh, to our arsenal. So really a complete performance uh, from start to finish. Definitely. And have a safe flight wherever you're going. It sounds like you're getting ready to board. Uh, we'll go to the Linksman. Linksman, welcome back, my friend. What are your thoughts on that uh, nice, nice win over the Baylor Bears? Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Like Aaron said, it was like, you know, a total complete game and just complete domination k-state was really in control ever since the kobe savage interception that that was really the only time baylor really did anything so just a lot of fun and feels good to be back in control of our own yes if everything goes correctly we might uh punch our ticket to arlington on saturday let's go to coley dub right down there in austin coley dubs what were your thoughts on that k-state baylor game down there in the heart of texas Man, so I went to the game. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we really lucked out with our uh, tickets. Like, we had an aisle seat, and then the seats next to us were all empty. By the way, there was a lot of empty seats. It was not – I mean, technically, yeah, I called a sellout, but there was a shitload of empty seats. Well, they're, they're calling um, it the biggest crowd uh, in that new stadium's history. So, I mean, well, it is what it is. Yikes, because there were a shitload of seats open. <laughs> um, but, no, it was perfect. There's a lot of fun. Um, it was just – it just felt good, you know, like like uh, whoever was just saying. Um, I think Aaron, you know, Baylor was rolling at that point. You know, they rolled off a few wins, and we just went in and dominated and – at some point in the second half, the people that were sitting behind us were asking if they could bum off some uh, shooters from us because we snuck in some shooters because they don't sell booze there. So we were just pulling shots of all sorts of things, and their fans were definitely needing some uh, needing some uh, booze there in the second half, but we drank them all. So uh, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was really Well, there you go. Uh, Fun fact, it is Baylor, K-State, Iowa State, and soon-to-be BYU, the only schools in the new Big 12, not selling beer in the general seating areas. Let's go to Joel, my guy, Joel. First off, uh, I personally want to apologize to you for the issues early on in ColorCast because I like you better than almost everyone else. Joel, what are your thoughts on this Baylor game? Hey, you don't got to apologize to me. It's all good. I'm just happy we're all here. But, um, yeah, it was super good to see us firing on all cylinders again. I mean, me, the ever-pessimistic K-State fan, after the Oklahoma State game, I was like, man, that was a really good win. But were they super, super hurt? Like, was that maybe a little fluky? So it was, like, super reassuring to me to see that we could do that again to another quality. Yeah, and an opponent that was not decimated by injuries. Baylor had their full complement, and I, I was listening to a little bit of 365 uh, radio, Sikkim 365 radio on uh, YouTube going into that game. Uh, they were feeling themselves. They legitimately were thinking they are going to win out and go to Arlington. We put a big, fat stop on that. Let's go to Nick, the owner of Standard Issue Coffee, my favorite coffee company. Hashtag no free ads, but check out Standard Issue Coffee for your freshly roasted coffee beans. Nick, what were your thoughts on that Baylor game? Yes, sir. Thank you for that. Um, I was actually on the road for work as a for recruiting events, so I got to listen to the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. And what I did listen, um, it was just – good plays all around so I mean it was nice to hear um an overall win and they just kept updating my phone so 
Uh, didn't really get to watch it, but I heard it was it was a pretty stout game. So I'm pretty excited for uh, the next two weeks to see what we can do. Yes, and I bet Wyatt was having a great call uh, with that one. Let's go next to Colorado Cole. Colorado Cole, what were your thoughts on that dub? Uh-oh. Am I the only one who can't hear Cole? I cannot hear Cole. Oh, oh no. Uh-oh. No. He's flashing. That mute button is flashing, baby. Cole, we'll give you another chance. You might need to exit and come back. Spotify is not covering themselves in glory. Uh, let's go to Zach because he's part of the only reason why we came here because he was so insistent wanting us to come back to Spotify, even though it's broke. Uh, Zach, what were your thoughts on that game versus Baylor? Um, well, first of all, I just want to say I'm having a great time on Spotify Live. It's working great for me. No issues at all. Um, just want to get that out there. Second of all, I am no longer suffering from a fever because I got all the Ben Senate I could ever want. And that's, that's all I have to say. I love it. Let's go next to Connor Baltazar, one half of my favorite K-State podcast, the Aggieville Alley Cats. Connor, what what are your big takeaways from that Baylor game? Um, Well, for one, I was – this was probably the most nervous I had felt going into a game all year. So I was was hopeful for a K-State win, but I was shocked by the, uh, the margin. And I just came away impressed with pretty much every unit. Uh, that we saw. I was fine. I was happy to finally see a Ben Sennett breakout game. Happy to see Will continue to play really well. Ace and I have kind of noticed a pattern as well with the coaching staff. They'll like publicly call someone out and talk about how great they've been in practice. Then it takes like a year for that to really materialize into like in-game stuff. So if that pattern holds up, RJ Garcia is going to have like a massive season. I, I was just so, about to I'll say see. pencil in RJ Garcia to be like honorable mention all Big 12 next year. I love that. I love that. All right, let's go next to Catsman. Catsman, what are your uh, big takeaways from that dub over Baylor? It was a fun one. I love uh, I love having those relatively stress-free games. That's always nice. It sucks that uh, Adrian got hurt, but I'm glad that we have the best backup QB in the nation. I got to say, the uh, part of the reason why I like going to games uh, so much is because I'm not on my phone the entire game. Uh, I Some of my group chats, like looking at Twitter during those first two drives before the Kobe Savage interception, um, Twitter would have had you thinking we were already down like 21 to nothing. That's why I like am just sick to my stomach. I will not be in Morgantown this week mainly because I know I have no self-control and I'll be reading Twitter every second of that game. Let's give Cole in Colorado one more try. Cole, what do you got for me? All right. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Put a bow on this one. Will Howard does it again. If there's any doubters left, I'm sure he silenced them. And I would like to take a moment officially on the record. I am upgrading Will Howard to grown man status. No longer is that little cousin Will of years past. We now refer to him as Uncle Bill. He was out there making that Baylor D look like a bunch of little nephews. <laughs> I was grinning and chuckling throughout that entire uh, that entire comment. He is now Uncle Bill. I love it. Um, all right, let's go next to Chef, another host of one of my favorite K-State podcasts, Cocaine Willie. Make sure you're listening to that. Uh, on your RSS feeds, or if you're listening live tonight, make sure you check out their live room, I believe with Jeremy Phoenix from the Raspy Voice Kids, who has the West Virginia Primer showing up on our feed for the Thursday Whip Around. Chef, what's your biggest key to V? I know I uh, used one of them during the game preview show. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll repeat it again, but it's, you know, you got to get a little bit chunky. You got to get those chunk plays, especially on first and second down, because as bad as their defense has been, when they're, they are successful, and I know there's been a lot of talk about them being successful at home, it's when they get those long third down 
plays and you in position where you have to make long contested passes or, you know, just be in a weird situation you don't want to be in. But if we stay ahead of those chains and get big, nasty, chunky plays with Deuce and Ben Simmons and Malik Knowles, we're going to be just fine. I mean, we're going to move the ball. We just can't be behind the chains. we got to get chunky, like chunky Campbell soup, baby. I have some chunky Campbell soup in the pantry. It is soup season. Let's go to Callie Mike. Callie Mike, what is your big key to uh, yeah, I had it on Twitter, um, very similar to uh, Joel, but basically just you got to focus in on this game like it's the last game of the season. Um, I mean, really, you know, it, it's that important um, <clears throat> that we keep this game top of mind. Do not get ahead of anything. Do not think that anything is a given. Um, you have to focus in on West Virginia and act like you've been there before. That is a good one. Let's go next to Aaron before he boards his plane. Aaron, what's your key to be? Yeah, it's got to be our defensive mentality. I uh, don't like hearing that we're going to play more zone on defense. Uh, no Kobe Savage is out. we got a lot of young guys back there. But I'd like to see us keep the same mentality on defense, especially in the secondary. That is a good one. And, and I'll, I'm going to say this. I, as, as I said in the game preview pod, I hear Coach Kleiman when he's saying that. I don't know if I believe it. Chris Kleiman has no in-between. He's either way too honest or a straight-up liar in all of his press conferences. I hope he's lying there as well because I agree I, with you. I don't, I don't want to switch anything else. I think he's telling the truth, and it, it, it's really – and I think it, he's telling the truth based on this. We have a quarterback for West Virginia that is a scrambler runner, and if you're playing man coverage – and you've got all your defensive backs sticking to a defender, it is so much easier to break man coverage with a scramble than it is zones with every defensive player with their eyes on the quarterback. That, that's a good point. That's a good point. Let's go to the linksman next. Uh, what is your key to be? I'm going to piggyback off what Chef just said, that, you know, stay disciplined on defense. You know, like if Garrett Green is the guy, which it seems like it's going to be, you know, having to stay disciplined and making sure you're not, you know, on read plays, zone reads, those kind of things, just everybody crashing on the running back because he's more than capable of pulling it and taking it to the house. And then, two, like, West Virginia has nothing to lose. So, like, if there's going to be trick plays, which have, you know, worked against K-State in the past, you know, they're going to pull those out. And so just staying disciplined and making sure you're staying in your role, um, not over-pursuing and those kind of things, I think. Yep, he was the Offensive Player of the Week for the conference last week. Uh, let's go next to Coley Dubs. I'm going to say stay positive on the turnover margin. Um, I mean, you saw last week, like, Will had a great game. He didn't turn the ball over. Um, you have a – I don't even know. It's just, I don't even know if this quarterback's young, but it doesn't really seem like he's played as much. I think we should be able to force him into some turnovers on defense. So um, just force some turnovers, move the ball, and uh, just keep any mistakes. Yeah, we finally were able to uh, get a turnover forced on the road this year. Uh, Let's go next to Joel. Joel, what do you Yeah, for me, it's uh, don't get caught looking ahead. There is some weird – mountain juju out in Morgantown it is not good out there you cannot get caught thinking about the big nighttime rivalry next week and then we also we got to get after Garrett Green we got to let him know like this is what Big 12 defense actually is and see how he really I love it all right let's go next to Nick Nick what do you got yeah so I said in the chat um basically just play to our strengths and to our best, to our abilities, and just keep everything in front of us on defense and then just play to the playbook on offense. We got to have another special teams uh, day out there, whether that's return or block punt or something. We just got to get something on special teams going. Yeah, I, I think we've been close a couple times over the last four or five weeks breaking a return, but we still haven't gotten too pay dirt, I believe, since – that Missouri game. So we'll go next to Zach. Zach, what do you have? Yeah, so I'm not I'm not too em- empathetic with a lot of the concerns people have. Um, 
I think that we are the better team, like, by um, a lot. I mean, you can look at the advanced numbers. It's night and day. We're, like, you know, tw- we're 12th in the massive composite. Uh, West Virginia's, like, 68th. You are definitely the better team. Just go and handle business. It's as simple as that. You need to prove you're the better team. Kind of piggyback off of what uh, Callie Mike said, um, where you need to treat this like it's the Super Bowl, and they should. And you need to dominate West Virginia. I like it. I like confident, Zach. Let's go to uh, Connor next. Connor, what's your big key to be? Uh, offensively, I'd say it's dominate the line of scrimmage and continue to keep Will Howard clean because straight up, this is a game that the offense should dominate because West Virginia's defense is not good. Uh, happy that uh, Chef said that because that, that was a point I wanted to hit on. Uh, just because, I mean, their defense, when you look at every metric, is pretty bad. So we just need the offensive line to hold serve uh, at the point of attack, keep Will clean and open up lanes for Deuce. Defensively, they, I, multiple people have said it, but just remaining disciplined and uh, also being able to adjust for whoever the quarterback ends up being. Yeah, that's that's a great shout out. Cats, man, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, to to add to what Zach said, just uh, treat this game like like a business trip. You got one goal and one goal only this week. Nothing else matters. Just get out of Morgantown with a dub. So if we can do that, then it's on to the next week. I hear you on that. All right, uh, Cole, what do you have? Cole uh, in Colorado, what's your key to be? Oh, yeah, my key to be is going to be just let Uncle Bill cook. Um, if he can get comfortable back there in the pocket, make a couple good throws, um, keep him in his groove. I think it'll be. All right. We're going to go pick to click now. And I'm going to, this will be the time where I go weird with my order. Let's start with Aaron before he uh, flies back to Kansas city. Aaron, who is your uh, pick to click? Yeah. Pick to click is going to be Daniel Deuce Green. I think uh, like we talked, he's going to have to have a big game, especially spying that quarterback. Definitely a, a much healthier Daniel Green that we saw last week. So I look for that to continue in Morgan. Yes, if Kleiman is to be believed, he had his first full week of practice in South Dakota last week. And it sounds like, based on what I have been hearing, he has practiced all week so far, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Let's go next to Zach. Zach, who is your pick to click? I'm going to stick with who I've been going with all season. Give me Ben Sinnott. Um, I mean, because I, I really think that when he plays well, it elevates the ceiling of the team a lot. So give me Ben Sinnott to have another. That is a great call. We'll go with the Linksman and then Nick. Uh, Cleet, what is your uh, pick to click? I'm going to go Philip Brooks. I think. He's the healthiest of the receivers. Shout out to Cade and Malik for battling through last week, and hopefully they'll be healthier this week. But I think, you know, as people have pointed out, just not a very good pass defense. Um, Will has shown that he wants to sling the ball around, so I think it has a big day for receivers. I'm going to go Phillip Brooks. I like it. Get Philly Brooks going. Uh, we'll go Nick and then Coley Dub. So I got the same answer, but a different reason why. I think – Philip will break a uh, – I think he's going to be a special teams reckon with and as well as on the receiving core, so he's going to have a big day. Yeah, if uh, Malik Knowles is still banged up, look for Philip Brooks to be the number one guy on kick returns with uh, Seth Porter coming in as the number two guy on kick returns, and he will remain as the number one guy on punt. We'll go Coley Dub, then Joel. I'm going to go with uh, Sincere Mason on defense. Um, I feel like he's always been a guy that's you know, got a, got some playing time, but it seems like he'll probably have more a more prominent role with uh, Savage out. Um, and I think I think he needs to have a really big game for us to, uh, you know, lock up that offense and, and – that's a great call. We'll go Joel and then Chef. Yeah, I'm going to go a tandem of Nate Matlock and Khalid Duke. I think they're going to run away from Felix quite a bit, and that's going to lead to them having a pretty 
I like it. And and we actually saw more Khalid Duke down there almost as a fourth defensive lineman, um, giving kind of a different look to Baylor. We'll see if we see much of that this upcoming week. Uh, we'll go Chef and then Connor. Well, my pick to click is a young man by VJ Payne. You know, he's been getting some minutes in that rotation six deep in the safety room. But with, like Cole said, we're going to have other bodies that need to step up. And it's going to remind me of a game that uh, a young safety last year, Marvin Martin, he had a really breakout game with a punt, uh, like a punt block return for a touchdown versus West Virginia last year. And I think he's just going to step up in that safety room. I predict that he's going to get a turnover versus that West Virginia team. It might not result in points off of pick six or anything, but I think he'll get it. I love that prediction. We'll go Connor, then Callie Mike. I'm going to roll with Julius Brents, mainly because uh, I think the corners this week, they have a really important job uh, just because the receivers for West Virginia, it's far and away their best offensive unit. Uh, so um, having Julius Brents match up with Bryce Ford Wheaton and keeping him in check because Bryce Ford Wheaton is one of the better receivers in the entire conference. Uh, he has a, a tough task ahead of him, but I know that he's born. I love it. I love it. Julius Brents also will be down in Mobile, Alabama at the Reese's Senior Bowl, trying to work his way up into day two of the NFL draft. So that'll be something fun to uh, watch during, uh, you know, draft season. Uh, we'll go Cali Mike, then Catsman. Yeah, I'm going to go with a name that hasn't been said yet, and that is Uncle Bill the Butcher Howard. Um, might be a little on the nose, but I don't think it's been mentioned that he's playing as close to home as he really can in the Big 12. And I'm assuming he's going to have a crowd of family and friends there to impress. Yeah, that's a good shout out. I think in his media breakout session, it said that his hometown's about four and a half hours away um, from Downingtown, uh, Pennsylvania, right outside Philadelphia. So hopefully he has a lot of friends and family coming down for that one, and he shows out. That's a great pick. Uh, let's go, Catsman. Then we'll finish off with Cole Hager. And Cole, just so you're aware, we're going back to back with you. So be thinking about your score prediction as well. So, Catsman. I'll go with Joshua Hayes. I think he uh, embraces that next man up mentality and continues his stellar play that he's had all season. Great shout out. All right, we'll go Cole. Cole, first give me your pick to click, and then what is the score going to be on Saturday? Yeah, so my P to C, I don't know if it's been said yet, but I'm going to go Deuce Vaughn. He's probably nearing his last game in a Kansas State uniform. Um, I think West Virginia's defense is not very good, and I think uh, Deuce is going to expose them both running and passing the ball. Um, Score prediction, I'm going to say 42-17. I love it. I'll say this. If Deuce Vaughn can have a big next three games, so he's kind of hurt being on ESPN Plus at 1 p.m., but if he has a big game, his stats kind of pop off. He has a big game versus KU, primetime, big boy Fox, and then has a big game in the Big 12 Championship, he could find his way onto some Heisman ballots late, being front of mind for some voters right before they have to turn in their ballots. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. She, okay, Chef, fuck off, first off. <laughs> uh, second off, you don't know how many different Heisman voters I know who have actually said that word for word to me. So um, hashtag inside info, hashtag you guys don't even know if I might have a Heisman. Vote. I I was gonna. Say, I might have a Heisman. I was gonna vote. Say, gonna hold you that might out be on the us? one voting for. I might have a Heisman vote. Hey, so. to, be, to be honest, I don't even see it. He could have big games, but I honestly don't even see him making. He might be honorable mention running back for all Big Twelve. Well, honorable. He, well, so on. Fuck yeah. 
It won't okay. be honorable mention. It might be second team. Um, uh, Bijan's going to get first, or there, yeah, there's Bichon's two gonna first. Get first. Oh, there's two first yeah, team. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to get yeah, the yeah. other first team? No, no, it, it might no, be Miller. The, well, the Miller man, kid and Bijan are going to get first. Okay, well, we'll have that conversation when it happens. Uh, he is – Deuce Vaughn did find his way back on the odd sheet at Caesars. That's why I brought it up, Chef. All right. Um, we'll go Catsman, then Connor, four points for the uh, game prediction. I will go with uh, 34 to 13. Cats. Good. All right. All right. Well, let's keep it low stress. Connor, what do you have for me? K-State 42, West Virginia 20. I don't like them scoring 20, but I'll I'll accept that prediction. We'll go Zach, then Nick. You're not going to like me, then, Scott. Um, I think that we win in pretty convincing fashion. Um, but I think West Virginia is going to play with, like somebody said, for like nothing to lose. I think they get like 24 on us. So give me like... 38 24, but we're we comfortable. Yeah, I definitely don't like that, but it's whatever. As long as we win, we'll go Nick, then Joel. 38 17. Cat. There we go. That's a little, that's better than Zach. Uh, Joel, what do you got? Yeah, uh, Cole, I don't know if you already said this, but um, I'm officially putting us on the 50 burger watch this week. I think it's going to be uh, 54. We still have not hit a single one. I know Cole was uh, really hating on me on that prediction, but hey, you know what? Uh, I would love to see it get put up this week. Hell, I'd like to see us do it the next three weeks so Cole can be right and I can be wrong. Uh, speaking of Coles, we'll go to Coley Dub and then the Linksman next. Coley Dub, what's your game? Uh, you're not going to like this, but uh, at West Virginia always scares the shit out of me no matter what. Um, I'm going 34-27. I mean, I, hey, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close. I just don't want to hear you guys saying it. You guys are supposed to be like 50 to nothing, so I, I am a little mad at you, but that's okay. I still love you. We'll go Linksman and then Aaron. Yeah, I think kind of close, too, so I'm not going to be the positivity you're looking for. I think it's kind of a sleepy start. Um, weird time, not a lot of people out there. Um, I'm going to go 31 to 20, though, Cats. They pull a Hey, dubs a dub. Aaron and then Callie Mike. K-State, 31. West Virginia, 3. There we go. Holding another team without a touchdown. We'll go Callie Mike, then Chef. Yeah, mine's a, a little bit of a combo between Joel and Aaron. Uh, I'm definitely going the 50 burger. I'm saying 51 to 12. The defense is going to continue that dominance. I love it. All right, Chef, you you were on Twitter basically telling me I'm wrong to be worried about this game, so you better come with some gusto on this one. Well, I think it's going to be very comfortable. I think we do hold them out of the end zone. I think it's 38-13. We pull our ones, and they finally score a touchdown, very reminiscent of Missouri. All right. I love it. I love it. All right. Now let's get to super specific predictions. We'll start with Aaron and then go to Zach. Aaron, what do you got for me? Will Will Howard to R.J. Garcia in the second half for a touchdown. R.J. Garcia gets his first touchdown of the season. Hell yeah, and then all sorts of niche folks on Twitter will go wild for that one. We'll go Zach, then Colorado Colts. I'm sorry, what's the question? Super specific prediction. Have fun with it. Oh, boy. Not prepared for that one. Um, Give me Will Howard has... This is going to kind of contradict my score prediction. Will Howard has like 435 yards of passing. Whew. Someone uh, do a little math. Where would 435 rank an all-time single game? Uh, we'll go Cole, Colorado Cole, and then we'll go Coley. Um, oh. Wait, is this my uh, unique prediction yes. here? Yes, sir. 
Okay, sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, We're just dudes hanging out. Plus Whitney in the chat. Shout out to Whitney. Uh, First of all, solid ratio, guys. Let's uh, keep it up. Um, I'm going to say my butt cheek prediction finally comes true. Um, I think in the heat of battle, someone's butt cheeks get exposed on national television um, and goes viral on one of those, like, no-context college football Twitter accounts. Whenever it happens, I'm going to be uh, tweeting you like a madman. Uh, we'll go Coley Dub, and then we'll go. Also, that um, that passing number would put him fifth. Jesus, um, I'm gonna go. Daniel Green gets two sacks and an INT for thirty yards. Whoa, that would put him in Big Twelve Player of the Week conversation. Uh, we'll go Joel then Connor. I'm gonna say. Uh, Ty Zintner hits two 35-plus yard field goals. All right, all right. Connor, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to say Will Swanson gets his first touchdown reception in this game. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Uh, we'll go uh, – let's go Catsman, then Nick. Uh, Deuce Vaughn eclipses 200 yards all-purpose. To make it more specific, let's say 212. That is very specific, and I love it. Nick and then Linksman. Catsman, you stole my guy, and but I'm going to be more specific than you are. I will say more than 200 yards rushing. Whoo, there we go. Chef would be pissed about that. Uh, we'll go Linksman, then Callie Mike. I think K-State's going to get another pump block. I think in like the past couple of weeks, they've been really going heavy on returns. So West Virginia may not be playing the best protection get in there. And I'm going to go ahead and say that for the second straight year against West Virginia, it's fellow Schnoot, Kansas native. Ooh, there we go. Shout out to Ty Bowman. I've been hearing some good things about him in practice as well. He might uh, be a guy who really steps up next year, even on offense, going beyond just a special teams ace. We'll go Callie Mike and then Shaq. I'm going to build on uh, Connor's prediction and say that Will Swanson will get a touchdown, and the way it's going to happen is jet sweep to Brooks, flea flicker back to Will Howard, pass for the TD. That is very specific, and this is that's why I love this question so much. Chef, what do you got for me? West Virginia throws three interceptions from three different quarterbacks. Garrett Green, interception. JD, JT Daniels, interception. And Nico, what a name. Nico Markendale, or whatever the fuck you say his name. Mark, Mark Cole, he's throwing a pick too. Let's go. I love it. All right. We got about uh, 20 minutes. We'll, we'll maybe go a little bit longer if we need to since we're having issues early on. But K-State basketball with a very interesting game versus Cal starting a boat race. But then the boat started taking on water. But right when you're starting to spaz out, right when Cal gets it within one, they step up and then they take care of business closing it out. They have a game on Thursday versus UMKC. If you guys aren't listening live, you should be. Uh, but if you're listening to it on Friday, that game already happened. But guess what? Then you have a game on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in the Grand Caymans. That is four games in seven days. So I'm going to start off with the man who was in the arena, Cali Mike. What was your reaction to that win over Cal? And what are your expectations over this four-game stretch in the next seven days? Um, so let me just say like, this was like one of the greatest days. If you couldn't tell by my, uh, Twitter posts, like I, I've said it in my recap to my, uh, alumni list that I send out after all the events. And, um, it's not often that K-State comes out to the Bay that we get to see them in person. Um, and it was just an incredible day. Like I said, um, getting to, you know, meet the, the coach, meet coach Tang and meet the rest of the team. Uh, back by the bus after the game. And then I got to say the Cal Athletic Department treated us as if we were in Kansas because they were the nicest people in the world. 
um, like letting us out on the court after the game and everything. So tremendous experience. Um, in terms of the team, you know, uh, I just feel like they have that energy in them. I think they're going 4-0 in the next four. That's going to be a big one. The depth will be tested. Let's go to the good chef, Andre Napier. Chef, what were your thoughts on that game versus Cal? Uh, I, I, I don't – did you ever end up finding a stream or were you just kind of following along on Twitter? Well, I did find the stream, but I wasn't going to risk having to pay whatever the amount for a yearly subscription, so I didn't. I got a five-minute preview, and it was when we started going on that run. Um it was it was fun, and then I kind of got kicked off into having to watch it on the GameCast, uh, watching the ticker and the score steadily get closer and closer, losing my mind a little bit. Um, it was it was a good game. I watched the highlights on YouTube, and we're athletic, we're long. I mean, we already knew those things, but the defense is really what surprised me. We're I mean, we're so stout defensively already. Offense, I think we'll figure it out. We'll, people will start to get their roles, but Cal's not good. They have they have a good – that light-skinned guy, uh, Askew, I think he – or Askren or whatever his name is. He was pretty good. But other than that, they were just a bad team. So, you know, when the competition starts ramping up, I'm going to want to see what we, what we do. But I think the roles will start getting filled, and we're going to be a salty dog team. Yeah, I will say for those of you who don't want to risk uh, recurring charges of 30 bucks for uh, Flow Hoops, or if you don't even want to pay 30 bucks to watch three games, the K-State app does have the radio broadcast for free no matter where you are. So if you're not going to be watching on Flow Hoops, you will be able to listen to the radio broadcast. Let's go next to Colorado Cole. Colorado Cole got the dub over Cal. Uh, some great highlights, a little, some a handful of lowlights, um, but a win is a win is a win. What were your thoughts on that, and what are your expectations for the next four? We got Kansas City Kangaroos coming to Bramlage on Thursday, and then the Cayman Island Classic kicks off next week. Um, yeah, obviously it was nice to see us uh, get out to a 20-point lead. Um, and it was pretty ugly watching that slowly chip away. Um, but kind of like Chef said, I think once this team kind of finds their roles more, that will be mitigated a little bit, although the competition will be stiffening eventually. Um I do think it seems like we got to get Keontae the ball, especially – when we're in a scoring drought, it kind of seemed like there's times where he was kind of get he could get a bucket if he wanted one, and we just weren't getting the ball to him. Um, but I think that'll work itself out. And these next four games, um, I think we definitely need to go four and zero. Or do we have we have UMKC and then three games in the Cayman Islands? Correct. So we'll be flying out. Uh, we'll have Cayman Islands. I think the first game is versus Rhode Island, uh, and then it's uh, bracket play from there. Um, none of the teams, I believe, and someone can look it up, but I don't think any of the teams are rated in the top 50 in Ken Palm. So um, in theory, they all should be winnable, but when you only have 10 scholarship guys, since you're going to try to red shirt three of them, uh, depth will be tested. Dorian Finister is going to have to have a game where he is a contributor, I, I think, at least once over the next four games. Yeah, definitely. I think we should go 4-0 four, four over the next four, but um, it'll be a true test once we get out there to the Cayman Islands. Um, I think we'll really see what our uh, endurance is looking like, especially for Keontae and Naquan Tomlin, some of those guys that haven't played – high-level basketball in a while or ever. Um, but I, I think we'll probably win three out of the four comfortably. Uh, maybe one of them will be close, but I think we'll, we'll go 4-0 in the next. I love it. Aaron, are you still with us? If you are, give us your thoughts on the Cal win and expectations of the four games in seven days. I am 
Yeah, on the tarmac right now at DFW, getting ready to head back. So apologize for the background noise. All I can say is Naquan Tomlin is that guy. Uh, Keontae Johnson is going to get a lot of headlines this year, but Naquan Tomlin, big-time player for us. I love it. All right, let's go to Catsman, then Connor Baltazar. Catsman, thoughts on that Cal dub? And, again, I, I really think the underrated thing about this stretch are the four games in seven days. Uh, I, I'm a little nervous about the depth. What are your thoughts? Are we going to be able to make it through this stretch uh, unscathed? I think we can. Um, it'll be it'll definitely be a test for our guys because we still got a lot to work on, but I think we can do it. As for the Cal game, it was it was a lot of fun for most of it. Had some great moments, and when they ca- started catching up, I stressed a little bit, but I know that there's going to be growing pain, so like, I'm, I wasn't killing myself over it, but it was. I was proud of them for for finishing it off and getting the getting the win, and excited to see what they can do. All right, we'll go to Connor next. Connor, thoughts on the Cal win four in seven days. Uh, including a doubleheader in Bramlage. We're going to have the men versus UMKC and the women taking on number four, Iowa. As uh, On the Cal game, I feel like that game's going to end up being a like, pretty good microcosm for how a lot of the season goes, where at times I feel like we're going to look like a team that nobody on the planet could beat. And then there's going to be times where we're wondering what we're doing. Uh, and the half-court offense gets a little bit slow. Some of that's going to figure itself out over the course of the season as the team just gets more experience playing with each other, as they get more experience just non-verbally communicating and just kind of getting a feel for playing with each other. Uh, but that, that still needs to happen. Uh, and that, that, that just happens with time. Um, for the four, four games in seven days, um, the field uh, in the Cayman Islands Invitational should lend itself to us having a really, really good shot at winning the entire thing. So I I expect us to win at least three out of the four in that stretch and really kind of expecting four out of the four um, just because there's not a lot of great teams in the Cayman Islands Classic. I think we start with Rhode Island and they just lost to a not very good team. So uh, high hopes for this upcoming stretch, but still fatigue is going to be tough to deal with. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they handle that adversity. All right, let's go next to Zach. Zach, uh, thoughts on the Cal game, expectations for the next four in seven. Uh, yeah. Um, the next four. Sorry, I haven't been distracted. We're going to blow UMKC out of the water, obviously. Um, not very good. Um, I've taken a glance at the field a little bit of the tournament. I think that while you said nobody's in the top 50 at Kenton, correct? I believe so. I have not checked it recently. LSU would be the only one who would have a shot at it, I believe. Uh-oh, hopefully Zach was in the attack by co- Coyotes out there. Let's go to the Lynxman next. Uh, Cleet, what are your thoughts uh, on the start of this Tang era? What What do you think will happen over the next four games? Well, I'll defer most of my time on the Cal game. I was listening to Brian Smoller on the radio broadcast. Really good broadcast, but we were on the way to Waco, so not a whole lot of insight I can provide. Um, but I'll just, I was just most impressed with the fact that they, you know, had adversity and bounced back and found a way to found a way to win by nine, you know, coach Tang's second game as a full-time head coach. And, you know, not a lot of coaches in that situation could have rallied the troops, especially with 11 new players. So I thought that was impressive. Um, I do think there'll be growing pains in the next four games. I don't think it'll be tomorrow night. I think it'll be the three games in three days in the Cayman Islands classic. Um, but you know, looking at that competition, I don't know why this team can't win it. It's just going to have to come from different people, and I think the guard player will be tested going three games. We'll go to Coley Dub, who is planning on uh, buying the flow hoop, so maybe he can figure out a way to illegally live stream it for everyone. 
Coley Dub, what are your thoughts on uh, that Cal win and any thoughts on four and seven? I just want to say I am getting old, so I have no idea how to illegally stream things. I know how to find illegally stream things, but I have no idea how to stream those set of legal things. Um, California game was fun. Um, it, it was obviously, you know, the way it started, you hoped that we could have run away with like a 15, 20-point win, but it was nice to see the team face adversity and then answer when they absolutely had to answer, more particularly Marquise Noel kind of really pushed us, gave us that momentum to kind of, you know, get to that nine-point lead eventually with a win. Um, as far as the Caymans, I honestly have not a clue who's who we're playing besides Rhode Island. I don't have a clue who's in the field. But I'm going to go and say we're going to end up being, I don't even know if three and one is possible. Um, that's just the realist in me, I guess. But man, let's uh, let's get out of the Caymans and get that Cayman Island, whatever the hell the tournament's called, champion. I love it. All right, I think we have Joel and Nick left, and then we're going to go rapid fire with Ema Elvis to call it a night. If I skipped over anyone for this basketball, I'll put it in the chat. Uh, but Joel, what are your thoughts on that Cal win, and what do you think is going to happen in these four games? Yeah, uh, first off, I'm not a legal professional, but if the feds are listening, Coley Dub did not just commit commit to a crime. Um, but, yeah, we looked good, and then we looked really good, and then we looked uh, pretty bad, and then we looked kind of okay. So, I mean, Keontae's a dude. I mean, I was talking with Cole, Colorado Cole, this week, and I was like, he's he could probably be a double-double guy, like, I mean, he's he's good. Um, Naquan is going to be special. He's still kind of looking for that dog in him, I think, a little bit. I think give him a full offseason to kind of bulk up. He's going to be somebody to watch out for. Um, but, yeah, these have basically just been glorified scrimmages. So I'm excited to see us kind of test against some higher-level competition, hopefully. I mean, who knows how it shakes out. Basketball's been pretty crazy lately. But, yeah, uh, feel pretty good. I love it. All right, Nick, we'll go to you, and then we're going rapid fire. All questions with Emon Elvis. Uh, thoughts on the Cal game and the next four and seven? I think uh, the Cal game is, like, uh, I can't remember who said it, but it's what we needed. Um, fought some adversity. Um, it's kind of been expecting – what I expect, well, I, what I expected for the season, a uh, roller coaster, ups and downs, but I think we're going to have more ups and downs. And um, I think when we go down to the Cayman Islands, I think we're going to come out victorious and we're going to win it all. So that's my expectation. I love it. All right. Now it is time for the Ema Elvis show. We're going all questions with Ema Elvis. First off, Ema Elvis, put a bow on that Baylor game. What were your thoughts on that beatdown of the Bears? All right. I would have never guessed that Baylor would come up with the game plan that they did. It took some balls to try to beat the Cats without scoring a touchdown. But they did it. Uh, I mean, they they tried. Uh, congrats to our defense. Complete lockdown of a what has been a pretty decent Baylor offense this season. Uh, and our offense, led again by what's probably the K-State and maybe the Big 12 story of the year, Will Howitzer Howard, another lopsided win that even after Oklahoma State, I don't think anybody saw it coming on the road at Baylor. Um, It was a total unpredictable dominance. And, hey, I prefer a good blowout over a nerve-wracking tight game anytime we can get it. Um, Key to V? Yeah, what's your key to V? Let's move on. To the big one, West Virginia, getting us very close to Arlington. What's your key to V to take down the Mountaineers? It's the battle of QB2s and um, who's going to have the best game. JT Daniels was getting nowhere last week against uh, OU and Grandma's Feather Bedlam, I call it. Um, And Garrett Green came in, had a huge game. He busted some long runs. 
he ended up with, I think it was 119 yards rushing. Uh, we can't let him do that. He converted on third downs with his legs, ran for a couple touchdowns. I think the key is stopping him from doing any of that, get an early lead, make him throw more than he wants to. And he's played in, I think I saw six games. He's completed just over 50% of his passes this season. And a rainy game last week didn't help with that. But if we can force him to make mistakes, turn it over, capitalize on those turnovers, and then let Bill the Butcher show off in front of his family and friends that are driving in from uh, suburban Philadelphia. And it's a good week to keep carving up those defenses. West Virginia has given up over 300 yards passing in six games this season. And it's Will Howard's turn. I love it. Who is going to be your pick to click? Not Will Howard, but the more cowbell badge uh, is going to go to special teams. I'm picking every aspect of it because it's been a while since we've clicked uh, across the board there. I'm picking this to be a big day for punt returns, kick returns, maybe throwing a block punt with a scoop and score. Topeka tie can flip the fields uh, with his, his punts. Have a perfect day. If he's the one kicking through the uprights, we'll win big. Yes, uh, Ty Zentner is also a Topeka cat. I know we give a lot of love to uh, Des Purnell, but Ty Zentner, I believe, a Shawnee Heights guy. Um, What is your uh, score prediction? Well, there's going to be lots of scoring from the offense and the defense and special teams chipping in. I see another lopsided win that most people maybe didn't see coming, like Oklahoma State, but K-State 52 and the Mountaineers nine. See, I should have gotten you up here earlier. That's that's what I like to hear. Uh, do you have a super specific fun prediction? Yep, Big Bill is far and away the better of the QB twos. Here's the specific part: three hundred thirty-three yards passing, and five TD passes to five different receivers. Yeah, that's going to be a K-State record-setting performance. Going five touchdowns in the air. I love it. Um, and then, uh, I guess thoughts on the cow game and what do you think this basketball team is going to do four and seven? Uh, I heard Tang say that, uh, he picked that game so that they would have some good competition early in the season, uh, that it would be good for the team. And he said it turned out to be good for the team to push through that drought that they had. I think they went seven minutes without scoring uh, a basket anyway. It had some free throws in there. Um, but to end up winning by almost double digits after that, that's pretty good. It was good for the team to do that. And uh, how many times is too many to watch that Marquise behind the back pass and Naquan's dunk? I don't think there is too many times. I, I truly believe that might go down as a – all-time iconic type play, especially if the Tang era goes as well as I hope it does. Uh, What do you hope to see uh, four games in seven days? Again, no marquee competition. That's a lot of games for a team still learning how to play with each other, only rolling with 10 scholarship players in their attempt to redshirt Taj Manning, uh, uh, Thomas, and Jarrell Cole. I think it's going to be an early test of our depth. Uh, to play that many games in in just a few days. Uh, But I I feel like we're going to, you know, UMKC, who likes to be called Kansas City now, um, we're going to punch the ruse right in the pouch, and uh, Tang is going to get his first championship next Wednesday. I love it. They can keep checking off stuff off that vision board that they have. Um, Ema Elvis, thank you for going rapid fire for us. Uh, and I want to thank everyone who participated in the live show. I know it was a couple sketchy moments uh, with the app, uh, but we figured it out. I just can't uh, be multi- multitasking. Spotify Live does not want me having it operating in the background, but that's okay. Uh, if folks are listening to this on the RSS feed, uh, thank you. Go back and listen to Thursday Whip Around the Wednesday game preview show, the Tuesday Q&A, or relive my initial thoughts on beating Baylor on Monday. Thank you to Manhattan Brewing Company. Thank you to Charlie Hustle. 
And thank you to all the boneheads. So for all the boneheads, for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, who I love so much, we love you guys and go cats. Meet me at the cannon. Oh, don't you know, we're on a podcast with Boss Ghost Boys, because I love you boneheads. We're on a podcast with Boss Ghost Boys, because I love you boneheads, baby. Meet me at the cat. Sports Social Podcast Network.